So I'm joined today by Sam with the 4K86. Um, we've known each other for nearly two years now, I think. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, we actually met down on the Brighton seafront at the little Just Jap uh, car club gathering. Yeah, a little car meet, yeah. Nothing like, oh, we met in Brighton. <laughs> 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 That's what I was thinking. <laughs> on a sunset night. No, we, uh, we met because of our love of cars, and obviously we both got the 86s. And actually when we met, this looked a whole lot different. Um, I remember the, it was still stock body, still red. Uh, <laughs> I think you got the carbon bonnet and the single exhaust. Definitely didn't have these wide ass wheels, nor the lights. Um, so basically since we've met, it's completely changed. But the interesting thing about this car is the history of how it came to be about and how it got to where it is today. So what I thought we'd do is we'd go through the story from start to finish of where you got it and what you've done to it. Because um, funnily enough, I'd heard about this car on piston heads. Yeah, I remember you saying, yeah. Before I'd ever met you. Mm. Um, so we'll go from there. And then after that, we can share a couple of stories and have a bit of a chat. Um, so in your own time, in your own words, if you wanted to go through the story of the 4K86, um, I'll post in photos to match after we've got going. So nice. far away. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, as you say, I had to call it the 4K86 uh, because, well, I pretty much bought it for 4K, four grand. <laughs> Um, back then it was totally different. It was yeah in a big old wreck. Yeah, um, I bought it literally on the back of a flatbed truck. So right. was it a, like a co-part thing, or did you buy it from the person? No, it, it got crashed. Went to like a auction for crashed cars and salvage vehicles, and a, a garage bought it. And it was their plan to actually restore it, but they just didn't have the work. They right. had too much workload at the time, so they stuck it on eBay. And, and uh, yeah, I just literally I came home from a holiday, I think, and just saw it, put a deposit down, and and went up there like the next week. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So what damage did it have when you got it? So what have you had to do to... Yeah, it was like it? a full front end collision. Right. So uh, full kind of, um, uh, the chassis is all straight, it's classed as a cat N, so it means non-structural. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, it was uh, kind of all the bonnet, front bumper, front wings, the headlights, the airbags had gone off, the uh, whole lot apart from the chassis onwards so yeah. the engine's fine the chassis's fine yeah a little bit you know there's a f uh, as as you started pulling it apart you found you know, the odd thing that was bent the odd bracket that just needed to be replaced but yeah but yeah it's um it was uh well i don't want to say easy but it was a lot of fun and it wasn't too it wasn't yeah you know, anything that you took apart and think i bought a total lemon here yeah yeah <laughs> i mean with it being non-structural it's basically you can unbolt anything that's broken and yeah i mean uh, just wait. Just um, being a brand new car, really, it's uh, it's quite easy. It's still in production, so all the parts are uh, you know still readily available and easily made. So uh, it was a case of really take everything off, strip it down to uh, pretty much bare face, and then uh, and then put an order in for all the parts at the local Toyota dealership and yeah. go pick them up. And yeah, it was it was it was good. It was it was you know it. It, it worked out to um, be cheaper overall than buying a used one at a time. Granted, it's still a write-off, but yeah. it's also quite a bit of fun. So yeah, <laughs> it's half, half the part of it. You get the satisfaction that you built it and you fixed it and you you know that you can take it apart and you know how everything works oh, inside yeah. then. Yeah, you find out like every little bit about the car after that. <laughs> yeah, of course. So obviously you capitalised on, um, you needed a new bonnet anyway. Yeah. So you went, yeah, for, the yeah. Carbon went for the carbon bonnet. Yeah, why not? Very jazz, because so, it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, something to do, you know, a Japanese car. <laughs> you know, it's well. kind of, 
<laughs> Might as well, yeah, exactly. The old, the old, uh, the old bonnet was folded up like a bit of a fortune cookie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that just went straight in the bin. And then uh, got a carbon one, got aftermarket headlights. When you know, I tried to keep it cheap but reasonable. I didn't want it to be a bodge job. You know, I, uh, certain things, especially bits, especially bits under the under the body parts. You know, plastic bumper they can always be replaced. It doesn't matter if that's scuffed or scratched or got you know paint missing. But if the if the structure behind it to hold the bumper to hold the headlights is all solid, then everything lines back up so uh, that's the plan really so um, some bits I got used some bits I got new yeah well, it, it came together fantastically and when we met I wouldn't have known at all that it had been in any sort of damage or had any repair <laughs> yeah that's always the it's always the uh, kind of story behind it I love I love you know having that picture there especially uh, usually on a car show I keep it on the dashboard and people you know can look at the car and see whoa <laughs> yeah it's come through a long way. journey so obviously yeah. you got it to the point where it was back to a normal 86 again Pretty and then much, you yeah. thought, right, let's cut it up and <laughs> change it entirely. Um, so talk me through the process that you went through. Yeah. Well, I mean, funny enough, it was kind of always my... I fell in love with these cars because of the body kits, because of the whole wide body scene. Yeah. Um, and I almost I almost didn't envision myself having one that wasn't wide body, as, as strange as that might sound. But um, I always thought, you know, I'm going to buy one. I'm going to wide body it. So, yeah, I may as well buy a crashed one. A, it's a bit fun to fix up, and then B, I don't feel bad about taking an angle grinder to it because it's already been, I don't, know, I don't know what happened to it, put into a wall or something. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, so you've uh, already done something to it, so you're not... Yeah, someone's already famous. ruined it, so, so I can't, I can't, I, you can't go any lower than that. Yeah, unless you set it on fire, <laughs> and then yeah. you, you can't really get much worse. So, obviously, we've got the Rocket Bunny. Which version of the Rocket Bunny is this? So this is this is a uh, technically the V two. Explains um, the number plate. Yeah, yeah, V two B and Y. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, this is the V two version of the Rocket Bunny. At first, I didn't actually, uh, I didn't gel with it. I wasn't a fan of like the whole front end, but I really kind of uh, it, it really grew on me. And then after that, I just thought I don't even like the yeah the V one's almost too tame for me, and the V three is a bit too in your face personally. I yeah. quite like them, but. Uh, I kind of like it to be, I don't want to say subtle, because uh, it's not subtle, but at the same time I want it to, you know, I don't want... It I'd doesn't look too off. The in your face, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want got to be, some similar lines in the front bumper and the shapes. And yeah, too, I don't want it to be too fast and furious or too, uh, you know, too... Well, they had the BRZ in one of them. Was yeah. Seven or eight? Seven, oh, I can't I think. remember anymore. I blue, can't remember. Blue one, wide body. Yeah, that was, a, that was a V1. That was on the V1, yeah. right. So this is a... The one off the after that, mm. um, but that thing went through a pile of scaffolding, and we never saw it again. <laughs> Fortunately, this one's remained out of the scaffolding. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've got the V two rocket money, and then some insane wheels. Yeah, which, some big wide uh, work Meister M ones. They are right. So what yeah. width have we got front <laughs> and rear? Uh, on the front, it's uh, eighteen by nine. Right. And on the rear, it's eighteen by eleven. 11 on the rear 11, yeah. so you're going to have to upgrade the power because 200 horsepower isn't doing much on 11 <laughs> on the rear um, and then obviously we've got these huge wheels they're tucked in as you can see from the fact that i can't get my finger under there we've got airbags underneath haven't we? yeah that's right um, yeah so yeah that went on before the wide body funny enough um yeah just wanted to lower the car of course and it's still on the factory suspension yeah wanted to lower the car and uh I mean, I didn't used to like cars and bags previously. I used to thought they were a bit, yeah, a bit silly, a bit gimmicky. But um, <laughs> after having a car that was low, it was it it wasn't low, low. It wasn't scraping on the floor low. But uh, yeah, it just meant you couldn't get up driveways. You couldn't go up into like multi-story car parks and things like that. And I just got a bit tired of that. So I uh, yeah, thought the next car. 
Yeah. Um, so this is kind of best of both. You can have it nice and low when it's stationary, mm. but you can get over speed bumps. And yeah, exactly. Up. And it's not it's not a track car, and you know, I'm not going to be competing in you know something yeah. some kind of a George race. There's no there's no need. Airbags work absolutely fine for that. How do you find it drives on like country lanes with the airbags? Have you had any concerns with it being uh, relatively rigid? I think. Yeah, I mean, it can be quite, it's, it's quite stiff, yeah, I mean, it's kind of similar to a set of callovers, really, in terms of uh, the way it performs, um, you know, yeah, I think, you know, if you're going to go along country road and, and you, you know, it's a bit twitchy, it's going to be twitchy callovers or airbags, or this chassis at least, um, yeah. st- such, a, such a stiff car overall, then... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's going to be a massive amount of difference. No, well, it's it's quite a, a testament because there's a lot of people that criticise airbags. Oh, you can't use them, and they're they're only good for static cars, and it's all about the show and shine. But if if you can take it on a country road, and you can still enjoy the car for oh, what it definitely. is. It, it kind of takes a lot of the sting out of the airbag scene. Um, so, and then the final kind of noticeable upgrade that you've got are the brakes. Oh yeah, I've always I've always wanted big brakes on a car. Any any car I've uh, had in the past, always you, know, you put great big wheels on it. it some spoke design that's got like spindly little spokes, and all you can see past that is the brakes. Yeah, and you got you know big old wheel, and then a tiny little of course t you know saucer of a uh, brake brake disc behind them. Uh, I just had to uh, had to put big brakes. So uh, yeah, got some six six piston brakes in the front and four in the rear. It uh, just fills them out. And yeah, uh, well they they really work, especially with the big wheels. Like the big problem I have with mine is I've got eight teens and stock brakes, and there's a good four inches between the caliper and the edge of the wheel. <laughs> yeah, there's tiny. like a there's like a you know there's like a paper width between, especially in the front, less so in the rear, but yeah. in the front it's close. So who are the brakes from? Uh, I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing special. It's this company called PB Brakes. Um, can't remember where they're based now, like Thailand or something like that. Right. Okay. You know, I think they're just they're similar to companies like K2 and whatever. But yeah, well, they they do the job. And yeah, they definitely. Look good yeah. While doing it, which is yeah. There's, a, there's a few cars out there that compete in drifting or Gymkhana and things like that that have them. So you can't really moan. It's more than capable for what you need it for. Yeah, definitely. Especially yeah. if it's not even going on track. <laughs> it might do one day. One day <laughs> it might do the odd track day, but it's it's not going to be there every month, it's not every week. No, no, no of course. Right, so the thing that I always find frustrating about this car is I spent about 20 grand when I bought mine because <laughs> I bought a standard car that was only a couple of years old. All in, how much do you think you spent on this car? <laughs> oh, I almost don't want to talk about it. Uh, I do know, though, exactly. Because <laughs> obviously you've um, got the wrap as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll break it down because it's, it's more justifiable that way. I mean, the car was four grand, as, as of course is the uh, name behind it. It was probably about another four, no, five to fix up, including things like the carbon bonnet. Of course, you could do it for less. Yeah. And then, uh, so that brings you to about, nine. say, nine, yeah. And I'll probably put in another 20. <laughs> 20? I think so. Uh, right, so let's break. How much were the wheels? Oh, God. Uh, like three grand. I know the wheels were a big expensive bit. <laughs> yeah, air suspension's roughly the same. About the same. And then uh, the wrap was roughly the same. And then just body kit is the best part of, you know, four to five, so. Yeah. So I, I can feel less. Actually, not, not, it's not so much 20 then, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot of money. 15, it's a lot of money. It's yeah. like house deposit money almost. But the thing is, uh, I can feel less upset because you've spent more than I have. <laughs> Although I have got wheels and coilovers are coming. And I need yeah. tyres, so we're probably on par. So yeah. again, I, I've come out of this situation worse because mine is basically a stock car, and yours yeah. is the showstopper. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> if you get caught up in money so much, you know, you don't, you don't, 
it stops becoming a hobby or a passion yeah and it becomes you know you're kind of just doing it for the sake of doing it almost yeah you know in one hand you shouldn't spend too much but it's if it's yeah, the thing exactly if it's the thing you're passionate about i think that makes you happy of course there's no price on that really is there so well that leads us perfectly into kind of what we would talk about next which is how our cars are like good for us obviously the whole tacona brand is about mm. cars connections using the the whole automotive industry and world to, to kind of make us feel better and talk to each other more and so from your perspective obviously we met because of the car mm. um, yeah i mean that it'd be tough to find many of my friendships that haven't come from cars these days yeah exactly so, uh, yeah it's just yeah it's one of those things uh, i mean from school didn't have a huge well leaving school going to college things like that you lose friends you, everyone does everyone goes to different schools they lose contact with each other i'm terrible for keeping in touch with people and i really i really have to kick myself to uh but then again, you know, it kind of goes two ways in that sense. Yeah, people, not not to put blame on others, but yeah, people, you keep in touch with people, people keep in touch with you and vice versa. Yeah, um, it takes two to tango. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so, yeah, sometimes it's one of those things where it, it, it can be tough keeping in touch with people, keeping friendships alive. That's the difficult thing. And, uh, and you know, even just trying to reach out to someone after you haven't spoken to for a few years it can be really tough, can be really daunting. Yeah. But in a way, you know, cars are an easy thing to connect with. You know, you go to shows and you really got to, uh, I mean, I'm terrible at um, kind of coming out and 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 really just throwing myself in uh, into someone's like group that they might have. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but I do try, yeah, I put it on a bit. <laughs> just yeah, to, of course. Well, I imagine, have you found having a car that stands out so much that people approach you quite frequently when you're at events and shows. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to make it. I don't like to be like, "Hey, look, that's my car. What do you yeah. think?" You know, <laughs> but but you you kind of you have to hang around it a little bit. Someone goes, "You are," you know, that, that's pretty interesting. What have you done to it? X Y Z. You know, and you just I just tell the story that I've literally just told you. I imagine so, you told uh, it a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just you know, it works. It, it's definitely something to talk about, and then you know. It all goes two ways. I, I'm interested in other people's cars as well. It's not all just about me and my cars, by any means. Um, so yeah, yeah you got to. Yeah, it's, it's the best. It's the best way to go. And yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, I almost just live and breathe cars basically. So uh, yeah, oh, I, I go home. We're in your I, unit, after all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm a massive, you know, massive nerd when it comes to. It. I sit there for hours, especially with yeah you know, other plans for the car. I just uh, sit there for hours researching. You know, especially you know, when I met you, I was like, oh, never eight six. Yeah, I have to go yeah. over and talk eight sixes. Well, we're probably the only two in Brighton for the first year. For a so. while, yeah, 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 yeah. There's um, a few, but obviously they keep to themselves. <laughs> yeah, um, but kind of in terms of other things with the car, just off shot, there's a V8 sat just there <laughs> yeah. waiting to be rebuilt, put together and slotted in there somewhere. So obviously mm. the, the car's got some more coming in the future. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so I know the 86 isn't the first performance car that you've had. No, um, no. Before this, we had the Subaru and Pretzer and the VX. Subaru, yeah, VX, yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the VX was a track car between me and my dad. That yes. was great. I mean, you know, it's it's especially my my dad. He's not the best at uh, perhaps trying to connect in a way. Uh, he's just as awkward as I am, really, when it comes down to it. Right. So uh, you know, that was. I mean, he's always been into cars, and and that was something for us to get together and you know build it. I was. 20 at the time i couldn't legally get insurance on it yeah but we had it and for the first like six months until i was 21 we just ended up you know 
replacing suspension, brakes, you know, doing doing all the jobs that you know you would do when you just got a brand new car, especially because that was a track car for us. So yeah, everything to make it safe on track kind of thing. Yeah, fantastic. And, and would you say that that kind of having that car together was a real good way for you and your dad to connect and to strengthen your relationship? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think either of us say it, but we both know and I mean in, in, a, in, a, in a group conversation we'd happily say but yeah yeah 100% yeah it was um, I mean there's, there's there's not many other hobbies we share together and yeah. and yeah it's kind of a passion for the both of us yeah fantastic so, I, I know my love of cars that stemmed from my dad was a big car guy and we had like road trips and things together so it, it seems to be quite a common thing um, that fathers and sons get together over their cars um, and if you can have a, a car where you can physically build things and replace things and experience it together, I can only imagine that it's been a great way to to really strengthen that relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when I when I talk about this car, when I talk about previous cars and what we've done to them, talking about you know rebuilding an engine, people ask you know what do you do for a living? I'm not a mechanic. He, <laughs> he's not a mechanic. Yeah, yeah. He he just learnt it because he's he's always been that kind of person that if something's broken and it's something he can physically fix of his own two hands he will he'd look up how to do it he'd work out how to do it and he'd do that and that was his case for cars and then uh, he kind of passed that on to me in a way. <laughs> evidently i mean everything on here apart from the wrap you've done yourself right really, yeah pretty it? much so yeah 100 it's definitely a skill that you've, you've learned from uh, from him by the sounds of it <laughs> yeah i mean there's also a yeah, cuss cutting procedure don't, don't want to pay pay i may as well you know put my own time into it into well, of paying for someone else's 10 grand onto the prices <laughs> if you had to pay someone else really couldn't you um, so has there been any kind of standout like moments or stories or experiences around cars that have really kind of stuck with you? Similar to every time someone asks me about a car story, I either bring up the Aston Martin Vulcan day or the McLaren P1 day or driving to Le Mans and getting speeding tickets and ending up in the newspapers. Has there ever been <laughs> anything that's real standout moment for you that's like a, a, a core kind of memory? I mean, nothing super like one-off like that um i mean it's, it's always been a bit of a collection you know like i say a lot of my friendships have come from cars um you know people that i talk to regularly these days i would just wouldn't have known if there wasn't you know even a work colleague we probably wouldn't have uh, become mates unless uh, there was that kind of connection with, court, with with cars and so on and then you know uh, when we when we when me and my dad fixed up that car took it to our first track day you know that was that was fantastic it was it was kind of like you know it's working yeah you know, you know. <laughs> he, he 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 went out on it it looked amazing i went out on it he was probably standing there watching me hoping i don't bin it in a wall <laughs> you know not only, not only is it the car it's it's me it's his son you know yeah. i'd like to think so um you know yeah uh, i mean there's there's i think unfortunately i haven't done any big road trips especially not like major ones into europe apart from did a bit of a road trip to go get the body kit for this. That was a bit of fun, but um, I think that those those are things I'm still looking forward to. Yeah, um, definitely still to come along the way. You know, I think it's. I almost want to say, and everyone does say, you know, don't want to get rid of this car. This one's going to be kept forever. But I think if I could, if I could afford it in the future, get a second project. Yeah, yeah do something else with that. Make that the track car that I take to the Nurburgring, or you know, take to Spa or something like that. Yeah, I always yeah. wanted to do that for sure. Well, one of the trips I'd like to do is I'd like to hit all three endurance races in one year. So do the Spa, the Nurburgring, and the Le Mans trip. Yeah, Which obviously isn't going and doing the race, but yeah, are, being there. I mean, yeah. yeah, I've heard I've heard so many stories about how it's just such a it's just like a massive festival with a race going on. In the yeah, middle. Yeah. It, yeah. If you can imagine like a pilgrimage <laughs> to some 
like the trip to Mecca. You can do a, <laughs> yeah, car Mecca. <laughs> a car Mecca would be Le Mans, Nurburgring, Spa. They're all those those iconic historic places, and yeah. they bring such an energy and a vibe. And so, uh, hopefully, in the future, once we get back to normal, we can start doing road trips, and it'd be great to get you mm. this or whatever project you've had at the time involved and try and put something together and get everyone out. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I think you know, even especially as you say, you first saw about it on Piston Heads. You know, that was kind of my first project thread, you yeah. know, old school forum days and all that. Um, and yeah, that's been really good. Yeah, as you say, you saw it in Piston Heads. I think other people see it in Piston Heads and you go to go to a meet and yeah, this person's seen it, that person's seen it. You know, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, the idea that people have seen it, not to be like an ego boost, but just that, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it gives you, gets you talking about it. That's what I like. Yeah, I mean, I was on night shifts in the hospitals when I found it because that's all I had to do. I, three o'clock in the morning on Piston Heads forum scrolling through. Um, so before I'd even realised that it was you in that car, I'd already read the story. Um, and yeah. it, it's interesting, like especially obviously my car is relatively recognisable just because of the, the huge amount of stickers all over it. Um, when you meet people that kind of already know who you are, to a certain extent, it, not necessarily like gives you that ego, but it breaks down a barrier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, as as you say, you go to somewhere, especially a car meet or a car show, and everyone's kind of their mates. And it's, if you've gone on your own, it's really difficult, I find, to somehow inject yourself. Not you don't want to interrupt. You know, if they're clearly a tightly knit group, and but you you want to you know get chatting with someone. You want to you know do that, and that that helps. Um, I know when when I was fixing this up originally, there was a really big mix of. You know, especially these cars, they attract like a younger crowd and an older crowd. Um, and there was a mix of both of them really that were really interested in it. I think, you know, some people um, were just interested from a project standpoint and others were interested, like, you know, to them, the idea of buying a broken car and fixing it was, was mind boggling. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people to some, you know, whatever people, you know, for some, I, I, I'm get, I get really passionate about working on cars. It's almost as fun as driving them to me. So. Whereas other people aren't like that, so the idea of you know changing wheels, changing suspension, changing brakes, yeah, they don't want to, they don't want to do so. They're quite scary. Probably. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think that finding someone that uh, does that and it also talks about it a load. I think just it just gets people talking. Yeah, well, I know one of the stories that you had from when you were building it originally was the the '86 group down at Goodwood. Yes, um, be interesting to yeah. hear just how that came about a bit more as well. Oh yeah, I mean as, as I said, it was a kind of a this was on the project forum, sorry, the, the forums for the cars, the owners forum. Of course, they have a bit of an old school thing these days. It's either, yeah, you've got an older crowd that goes to uh, forums and there's yeah, still some younger people that use them. You've got, you know, generally a younger crowd that sticks to Facebook groups and such. Yeah. And uh, this came about from the from the forum. And as I say, there was this uh, um, older group of uh, enthusiasts and, and owners of A6s that were just kind of blown away by uh, watching the progress of it. Yeah. And uh, I know that perhaps, you know, what I've done to it since is not necessarily there what what they enjoy, but I think everyone appreciates it. But um, one of the things they did, which was just amazing, I didn't even know it was going to happen, was um, uh, they organised a little morning at Goodwood, um, you know, famous racetrack, and uh, and and uh, we were able to do a little parade lap, get a photo shoot, and start finish straight yeah. with you know the historic. 
uh, pit wall with all the flags along the side. Yeah, it was amazing. It, Fantastic. Yeah, and it was incredible. That was the community came together to provide that experience, yeah. and yeah, it didn't was it? kind of a, a real proof of it's the community is out for each other, and strangers come together over their love of cars. Um, so it's a real good kind of story <laughs> of this group of people that wouldn't know each other ordinarily if they didn't enjoy GT86s mm. wouldn't have come together they wouldn't have ended up at Goodwood you wouldn't have had all these cool photos which again we can pop in the video oh yeah definitely of the, yeah, the cars on the, the Goodwood start finish straight um, and I think that's probably a really good spot for us to kind of wrap up on is is that community spirit coming together for the appreciation of cars um, and to sit with the car that really brought those people together is great and <laughs> it, it brought us together um, and it, it's brought other friends in like when we were over in West London and we all kind of got around the cars and we went and did a little photo shoot and it's a real this car is a real kind of proof of the concept of cars will bring people together they give us something to be passionate about and they give us something that we can we can really throw ourselves into to kind of escape the, the mundane ordinary world yeah, to yeah, a certain definitely. extent yeah I mean, yeah I mean working is just a way to fuel your passions really that's what that's what I think at least so yeah yeah, that's, that's, we won't that's send this to your boss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think everyone, everyone deep down knows that. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for, for your time, Sam, and thank yeah, you for, for, having for me. sharing the story. Cool. Lovely. Yeah, thank you very much. Right, hopefully that's recorded it all. <laughs> it's not cut out halfway. Um.